There will be spoilers ahead. Lots of spoilers, so be careful, won't you? Well, dear listeners, this is the final part, number four, of our episode 200, all about the Batman. Thank you for your patience, and thank you for listening to our show for 200 episodes. Let's get to the Batman. The facts. We have one last film in this series. Yep. The Dark Knight Rises. Because yeah. there's lots, lots of <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Was that Bane? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I see. Tom Hardy. Anyway, yes. Budget. 250 to 300 million. Don't wow. they actually know? Apparently not. But again, the take? One billion dollars. Wow. Yet, it was only the third highest grossing movie of 2012. Oh. Can you guess who beat it? Nope. The Avengers? No. And Skyfall? Well, that would a do film it. that they actually kind of caused. That would do <laughs> that, it. That was a tough year. <laughs> wow. So this I didn't know. The three main ideas that Nolan was exploring in this series are, in order, pain, fear, and chaos. Okay. That fits. That tracks. The actor who played Bane, which Max just did a brilliant interpretation of. Thank you. Tom Hardy. Yep. Was the shortest of the group of Batman, Alfred, yeah. and Lucius Fox. Yeah. He was only 5'9". Applebox, anyone? <laughs> Anne Hathaway, who desperately wanted the role of Catwoman, initially thought she was trying out for Harley Quinn. Christian Bale was on board for a fourth film, but as director Chris Nolan was not, he wasn't. Uh. Michael Caine noted that the experience of making these three films was one, or three, of the best in his career. Christian Bale only agreed to play Batman if Robin was never in the movies, and <laughs> technically, he's not. Well, take, that's true. That is Joseph true. Gordon-Levitt never takes the role and only enters the Batcave once Bruce is left, and that's off camera. Gotham City, sometimes England, <laughs> sometimes Chicago, was this time around <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> sure. We're nearing the end, so let's, uh, let's cut that short. Yeah. Plot. It's Batman versus Bane, the guy who broke his back in the comics. Not a mere giant thug. This guy's got it all upstairs, too, and Batman isn't exactly a loved name after his last outing. This is the huge, big send-off of the most successful series of Batman films yet. The film. You saw it when it came out, Max. I did. Standard question. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was the weakest of the three. Me too. Um, There's parts I really like, but again, it sort of felt like they didn't quite know what they were doing. And that they really, it's like, all right, we want to finish this. Yeah. And it, and once again, it's let's cram as much in as we can. Yeah. Bane is supposed to be so terrifying, and he doesn't earn it. You know? Yeah. And some of it, yes, it's that, it's that silly-ass voice. Mm. And that ridiculous t- thing he's talking through. He sounds too much like a comic book character. And none of the <laughs> others do. Yeah. Like, hey, you really adopted the darkness. I was born to it. Oh, come on. <laughs> the whole sequence in the prison, I think, is unnecessary and goes on too long. The, well, but they bring in back... what way yeah, does the author's use of, of the, the prison... prison. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, 
It's like, oh, look, we brought back Cillian Murphy as the Scarecrow again, because he shows up in the Dark Knight in one scene. Yep. It's like, okay, I, I like him, but why? Yeah. It's, I think it's distracting. And the whole, oh, I'm going to hold Gotham hostage by blowing up the bridges because there's no possible way out of here once the bridges are gone because we haven't invented boats. <laughs> or swimming. Or Yeah, no one can swim. It's like a mile that way. I mean, okay, mm. it's cold, sure. But uh, the, the whole cutting off of the city just happens too easily. Mm. And... I'm sorry, Batman go, all right, yeah, well, my legs are completely ruined. I have no cartilage in my knees. That's okay. These metal braces and I'm fine. Like, no, yeah. no, you're not. What if I just climb up the well again? Will that uh, make me better, all better? Okay. Come on, get me to a Lazarus pit. Mm. Well, magic. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I, I like, there's some I like. I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I thought his cop character was really interesting. I thought he was well yep. done. We, Gary Oldman is still terrific as, as Gordon. Yep. Michael Caine's still great as... Michael Caine's still great, but I don't like what they do with a character. The idea that, you know, Alfred would abandon him. And yeah. It's the one thing he never does. I, I don't know how these films were put together. I didn't see this in trivia. I don't know if there was an overarching plan. I'm guessing there wasn't. And part of me will give this movie a pass because if I were anybody involved in the making of the dark knight and i'd made that i would have absolutely no idea what to do next <laughs> yeah it's kind of where the hell do you go there's nowhere to go from there i like anne hathaway i think the character is cool even if the costume is a bit silly yeah why i know it's purely for aesthetics but wearing why, why would you wear those heels and those aren't yeah. just heels those are gigantic yeah yeah the one thing I will say that I do like about this is I actually like the idea, even if I don't like the way it was finally portrayed, I like the idea of Batman as a character actually having an arc of a beginning, a middle, and an yeah. end. Yeah. Where it's like, I can't do this forever. And there's other people who can do that. That like Maybe his even realization that I am just too tainted. I can't be this guy anymore because I'm not going to do it right. And he finds somebody who thinks he can do it. The whole idea that it's Robin... Okay, I don't actually really mind that because I really like Joseph Gordon-Levitt and I believed in his character and I thought, you know, him, like um, Harvey Dent before him, was somebody who's got the right brains, the right heart, and maybe the right angle to do this. Mm -hmm. And also just the fact that you can't, either you die or you have to quit. You just can't keep doing it together. And I like yeah. the fact that these things could come to an end. And heck, he's not with anybody necessarily. Maybe he will be, but there he is happily drinking uh, something on the Riviera or whatever. At the I, end. Let me ask you something about that shot. Do you think it's real? I love that it's left open to interpretation. Mm -hmm. It could be just Alfred hoping for the best. Yeah. Or it really happened. And I'm kind of, I'm okay with that. I like yeah. the ambiguous. Okay. How about you? I don't like ambiguity. I'm sorry. I'm just boring <laughs> that way. It's just it's just a personal thing. I understand its uses as a narrative device. I just would have liked to know. But that's just well, me. Did you decide? Um, I, I like to think it's real. Okay. I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Because while Batman and, well, you know, Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle have a lot of chemistry, they don't know each other at all. No. Uh, they they know nothing about each other. They're wildly different backgrounds, very different people. I don't know if they would have worked. I think that that was one of those things that because there had been a lot made about 
Batman and Catwoman in the comics and a potential love interest there over the years. That that's unfortunately one of the things that's reflected directly from the comics that doesn't yeah. necessarily work. Yeah, um, but again, I can understand it just from the mythology. That part works. Yeah. What'd you think of Bane? I've never liked the character. I didn't understand what he was saying. I didn't see the draw. I don't, I hate the fact that at some point he picks up Batman and just breaks his back. I didn't. Mm. Eh. Not my. I not. He's not my my character. What no, did you he, think? I like Tom Hardy. I didn't like this portrayal of Bane. It was. I mean, it, it was better than the one in <laughs> Batman and Robin, but that's not saying very much. No. Uh, I, I thought the voice was annoying, and I, I'm sorry. Bane is supposed to be physically terrifying. When he's juiced up on Venom, he's supposed to be a Hulk. Yeah. And but not that's that Hulk. Not that Hulk. And I, I liked the way they portrayed him as smart. He just didn't. It's like they kept telling us how smart he was. Yeah. I didn't see a lot. Like, this plan does not seem very smart. You're going to drive a nuclear bomb around for like three months. Why? Does he want to show you what the city will turn into? Yeah. Why again? Uh, yeah. It's I like, didn't oh, feel we're going to send personal. every single police officer into the sewers. Okay, that's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, the plot was not my favorite. Of, I definitely agree. It's the weakest of the three. Yeah. The depiction of the characters I still like. I just don't think the plot does them any favors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bane, I don't care for. Um, but, you know, Christian Bale's still doing his, his best. And again, I like the fact that he basically walks away. He has yeah. to. I, I to like survive. that. I like the idea that this is, instead of Batman as an old man, which is what we got in The Dark Knight, the, the comic book, at, who's kind of decide he's kind of deluding himself that he can just walk right back into being Batman. Yeah. And this is like, nope, I stopped being Batman because I was was hurting, and I'll try it this one last time, but I'm done. Although I love grumpy old Batman from Batman Beyond, but... (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about that at the wrap-up. That is one of my favorite interpretations of Bruce Wayne, if not necessarily Batman. The Bruce Wayne in that is great, because that he's just Bruce Wayne. He's never Batman. And who's voicing him? Kevin Kevin Conroy. Conroy. Yeah. Well, from here, where would we go, Max? Only up, oh, right? Boy, oh, that would that would be a nice thought, wouldn't it? That we yeah. went to something even better because they they learned the lessons that Nolan taught us to, how to do Batman properly. And yeah, you, yeah. Would, you would give Batman his own movie. You wouldn't like try to water it down and mix it no. in with, with another character. And no, no, that is in <laughs> fact exactly what happens in 2016's. Batman the Superman, which is how <laughs> you say superior the title. Court. Yeah. <laughs> Batman v Superman. Not even yeah. VS as versus, but Batman v Superman, mm. which is really the un- which is kind of an insult to Batman because this is the unofficial sequel to Man of Steel, which was already Ooh. a rather controversial depiction of Superman because it was bad. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Batman v Superman. The facts. Plot. It's right there in the title. (laughs) Lex Luthor sets up Batman and Superman to fight, but just in case, here's Doomsday. And Wonder Woman shows up because why not? That's it. I'm done. That's the plot. Okay. Uh, The budget, $250 million. Yeah, a quarter of a billion dollars. Mm. Box office, $873 million. Boo. This was a success. Boo. 
Uh, during an interview, Ben Affleck said he was warned by Warner Brothers about the possible negative reaction to his casting as Batman. And he, they said, stay off the internet after the announcement. <laughs> but he said, you know, the studio showed him one negative comment. He said, he showed him some of the negative comments that fans had had to previous guys like, you know, Keaton and anyone else. He didn't listen to those warnings, and he went on to an online message board. The first comedy read said, Affleck is Batman. No! <laughs> After that, he, st- he went offline for the, period of the duration of the film. Uh, probably a good idea. Uh, in this film, uh, he doesn't just try to gravel up his voice. He's using an actual voice modulator. After he was cast, his, his friend Kevin Smith said, Dude, your voice is too high-pitched for Batman. you got to <laughs> do something. The armor he's wearing is based, obviously, uh, on uh, Batman's armor in The Dark Knight Returns, the, com- the Miller comic book. The regular costume is completely different in the gra- than the graphic novels. You know, in the novel, he's wearing the blue and gray, and he's got uh, the yellow oval bat logo. He doesn't wear the Bat logo in this movie at all. There's no yellow. It's all blacks and grays. Superman, despite the fact he gets top billing, has 42 lines of dialogue in the whole movie. Well, let me ask this. When was the last time Superman said anything interesting? Uh, Next bit of trivia? Yeah. Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, has 16 lines in this movie. She has one or two more in the... There is an extended cut. Oh, God. Don't bother. This is the first live-action film production to feature Batman, Superman, Lois Lane, and Wonder Woman on screen together. They did some other stuff in the animated world. Batman is only called Batman once out loud in this movie, and that's by Perry White. Nobody cares about Clark Kent taking on the Batman. Most of the time, he's just called the Bat. Oh. Except the writing on the Robin suit in the Batcave, he's referred to as Batman. Hmm. The first cut of this movie had a runtime of four hours. Not unlike this episode. <laughs> and just for, yeah, for uh, comic book nerds, the Russian agent, Anatoly, that Luther's dealing with and that Batman phone clones, he's a character out of the comic book. That's KG Beast. <laughs> yeah, that's the actual character name. All sure. one word, KG Beast. Okay. So, Kug Beast. Yeah. There's a lot of other stuff, but who cares, really? Mm. I already told you the plot. Um, <laughs> such as it is. Yeah, such as it is. It is literally a small child. I will say boy or girl, doesn't matter. In one hand, they have a Superman action figure, and in another <laughs> hand, they have a Batman super figure action figure, and they're just mashing them together. <laughs> and uh, by the way, in case that you've forgotten Batman's origin, we get to see it again. Oh, yes, Pearls and all. But even better... This is the movie where it's like, why did you say Martha? Oh. How come your mom's name Martha? Yes, this is the movie that apparently addresses the burning question that fans <laughs> have wondered for almost a century is why does Superman's mother and Batman's mother have the same first name? I never even heard it before, Batman's I, mother's I, name. I knew it. I just, nobody cared. No. I knew no. Tom, Thomas and Martha Wayne, Jonathan and Martha Kent. Okay, uh, great. Yeah, because God knows... There's no way two people in the whole world could have the same first name. That just that's impossible. I and, and it was of course worse when Batman had to go up against Martha Stewart. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, but I just wanted to knit you a new bat suit. Um, 
This is also the movie that decided for inexplicable reasons that, oh yeah, Metropolis and Gotham, they're actually right across the, the river. Yeah, basically other. Metropolis here is supposed to be Manhattan, and Gotham is Jersey City. Or the Bronx. kind of fits. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's Sorry, Jersey City. So I, this is where we take a huge step backward, because yeah. they acknowledge the source material, yeah. but they don't present it. They don't honor the, it at all. No. A lot of it is the, the final confrontation between Batman and Superman is supposed to be taken out of The Dark Knight Returns, the last issue of The Dark Knight Returns, when Superman fights Batman. When Batman's 55. Yeah, and <laughs> they have had a lifetime yeah. of knowing each other. It's incredibly dramatic because these guys have been friends their whole life. In this, they've known each other for five minutes. And quite honestly, Batman's got a point. <laughs> he does. Like, he could really you take does. this fight elsewhere? Anywhere else? Yeah, can we go somewhere else? Because, yeah, the last time this alien had a fight, thousands of people were killed when they yeah. broke Metropolis. Yeah. And he at least says, well, I'm, we're going to fight over here in the docks where there's no, which is abandoned. Yeah. And I'm sorry, he also has another point. He says, if there's even a 1% chance that he could turn against us, we have to assume he will, because there's no way to fight him. Right. And that's one of the other points of the end of Dark Knight Returns, is not only is there a lifetime of friendship and a, fr a lifetime of not agreeing on yeah. things, but Batman, who's supposed to be really smart, world's greatest detective, has thought ahead and said, he's my friend, but... I, I can't just let him be a wild, loose cannon. Yeah, at some I point, have to have a contingency plan. Somebody needs to, and it yeah, looks like it's so going to be me. He's like, he, it I'm should. never going to talk about it, Yep, but it's going to be there. But I hope I never need it. He says it should be me, because I'm the one who'd be able to tell if he's gone yeah. bad. But uh, I get Jeremy Irons, Alfred, he's terrific. Although, unfortunately, every time he speaks, I keep wondering, is Mufasa all right? <laughs> See, I'm just thinking they're wondering if, you know, he's worried about dragons flying yeah. through and, you know, is his hand still burning? Or Oh, damn, I'm still down here in a dungeon. Wait, didn't I die in that movie? I'm pretty sure I died, yes. Yeah, the um, cat, yeah. we'll talk about the acting, you know. What'd you think of Batfleck? Uh, this is Batman the thug. This is Batman without any real depth. Um, he's not unlike Batman in The Dark Knight, but he's also... We don't know how he got there. Yeah. Um, this is also supposed to be later in his career. He's Batman in this is clearly like in his 40s. He's got well, gray so hair. Is, yeah. So is Ben Affleck. Something yeah. I keep forgetting about Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's 6'4". He is a yeah. big guy. He is he, huge. He piled it on for this part. And yep. he actually does kind of look the part in this. He does. He has the physicality that Batman needs. Just like Henry Cavill has the physicality that Superman needs. Yeah. And he has that haughtiness. I will say this about about Henry Cavill. He does have that detached, I'm with you people, but I still know that I'm better than you kind yeah. of feeling to him. But the whole Man of Steel was such a weird, unpleasant take on Superman. I mm. was not a fan. And so when this came around, I'm like, wow, now I'm twice not the fan. I think somebody in there somewhere was trying, at least with the Batman side of things. But it, again, it's literally two action figures being mashed together. Yeah. They're forced to fight because that's what they, we want them to fight. And they don't even have enough faith in that conflict. Like, we got to have something else. So we're going to bring in friggin' Doomsday, yeah. who, again, isn't that well known. 
No, which is good. Anymore. He was from, there was a big comic book event in, what was it, the 90s? The Death of Superman? Yeah, where you're going to vote. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> We're killing Superman. No, really, and it's he's yes. never, ever, ever coming back. Uh, of course he's not. And Doomsday yeah. just, hello, I'm, uh, basically, I am a plot device. Yeah. And I don't have a character or anything. I'm just yeah. here to kill Superman. Yeah, he's like that in this movie. It's like, Lex Luthor creates him for some reason. Yeah, like no Luthor. apparent way to control him. By the way, thank you, Mister Smartest Man on Earth. Yeah, let's talk about Lex <laughs> Luthor, Jesse Eisenberg. Now, I like Jesse Eisenberg. I think he's do- he's a lot of fun in Zombie Land. He was great in the Social Network. He's not friggin' Lex Luthor. No, trying to do Lex Luthor as basically a neurotic tech bro, it it doesn't work. I get the idea, but it's just, there's no, I'm not afraid of him. You know who I was afraid of as uh, Lex Luthor? Kevin Spacey. Kevin yeah. Spacey I was afraid of as Kevin Lex Spa- Luthor. Well, yes, but we had other reasons to be afraid of Kevin Spacey. But yeah, yeah, Kevin Spacey was menacing and he was intense. And I'm not even 16. Uh, <laughs> and what is Holly Hunter doing in this movie? Hunting? I mean. For the end of the movie? It's like, what a, talk about a waste. Yeah. I, I saw this once. It made me mad enough to come home and do a an episode of my old show, oh, the which movie is called wrench. The Movie Wrench. Yep. And I just sat there and just ripped into it. But I did have things, reasons why I didn't like it. Um, I haven't seen it since, and I don't have any plan to see it again. Um, I think that a, as far as presenting Batman, it is referencing... It's like when you want to have a character that's got all this great, his, great history, you just don't want to go through all of the yeah. act of actually doing the history. It's kind of cheap. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like, all right, we're, yeah, we're just going to assume you know all this stuff about Batman and his history. And of course, he has no history with Superman because they just met, apparently. Well, also, let's face it the Batman in this movie can't be the Batman from Dark Knight. Because or, or, that Batman and this Superman would not act that way together. No. At all. And you weren't going to get that. that. The Batman of the Dark Knight series exists on his own. He's there aren't any other superheroes in that world. There never are going to be. And this is people can argue with this with with me if you want, but one of the reasons he works so well in those films is because he's alone. Really alone. Not I oh, well, Saturday I should go for one of those Justice League meetings. Yeah. But I mean it's like alone. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Why even like Vicky Vale says, Why do you do this? He says because Michael Keaton says, because no one else can. Yeah. And that fits both the Keaton Batman and the the Christopher Nolan Batman, he is the only one. There are yeah. no other superheroes. He has no allies. He's all alone. Except these kids. Except these uh, kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was not a fan. I didn't see his appearance in Justice League. Um, yeah, we don't never really need to cover idea. that. Uh, I never liked the idea of Batman as a team player. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. But I guess in some cases it's worked. But eh. well, You can see it when it's practical, but they talk about that in the comic books. You know, he's always sort of a part-time member. He's like, yeah, I don't work well in a group. I work in the shadows. People are afraid of me. I'm just, uh, you guys go do that, and I'll help out when you need me. I remember there's an episode of the JLI, and the J- this is Justice League International, which was a very fun comic. It really and was. I, I think it's like Booster Gold and the Blue Beetle are mm-hmm. hanging out 
and and they bring Batman shows up for some reason and they're just goofing off and doing dumb stuff and Batman literally just sort of walks in and both of them just sort of look at him and then they sit up in their chairs and then Batman <laughs> just walks by and like that's it yeah like he doesn't say anything or do anything he just shows up in that it's like the of teacher like, show, walking back into the classroom <laughs> and they're two misbehaving schoolboys. It's sort of like if Batman has to show up to the Justice League, something's wrong. Yeah, and you should all be on your best behavior. But yeah, this also Batman. This makes Batman look kind of stupid. He's so easily manipulated by Luther. Yeah, and when Clark, when, when Superman is trying to talk to him, he won't listen, and that's not Batman. He he wants to hear what people are saying, if nothing else, because it can find help him find a weakness. Yeah. So I'd say that this film references Batman visually. Yeah. And that's and some of the ideas. Of, that's about it. Yeah. And the whole thing with you, why did you say that name? That's just so... It's supposed to be meaningful. We have no idea why it is. It it's just dumb. doesn't work. The little clips of the other Justice Leaguers, that was kind of interesting, but they stick it right before the big fight. Yeah. They dr the pacing in this movie is terrible. It's much longer than it needs to be. Mm. And that weird dream sequence, Batman Beyond Thunderdome, <laughs> where we see, you know, he gets a vision of the world with Superman as a tyrant. Yeah. That's like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Why is it here? It doesn't help. It makes no sense. Because oh, look, Zach's the Flash shows up and disappears. And was it a dream? Or no. it, it's, it's just a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. But we have one more film. Actually, we have two. Oh, it's the other one. Um, well, we have you're the one oh, yeah, you're about right. to that's do. Right. That's right. That's right. Mine uh, and yours. Yeah. So we've we've had this very overly serious version of Batman that doesn't really work. I'm sure we're going to have another grim, dark take on the Dark Knight. Oh, very dark. We would not one? believe how dark. Oh yeah. So dark they made it with Lego. <laughs> <laughs> Lego Batman movie. Oh. Whole question. Whole question. We got. Two answers for this, or one with two people uh, together. Aaron Perez and Steve Kellner both like this one. Aaron uh. posted, quote, They had a lot of inside Batman-centric references, and it's a funny and fun movie. I love the Nolan trilogy, but nothing beats a Batman that doesn't take itself too seriously, end quote. And Steve offered, quote, I think it has a better understanding of Batman and the Batman family than just about any other movie I can think of. Well uh -huh. worth watching, end quote. Well voted. Yes. Facts. Trivia. Budget, $80 million. Wow. Okay. Take, $312 million. So wow. So this was honestly more successful than most of the 80s, 90s Batman movies by ratio. Just saying. He's back, finally. Billy D. Williams gets to reprise yep. his role as Harvey Dent, role, <laughs> the role he had first back in 1989. It's also back. The shark-repellent bat spray, <laughs> first seen in 1966, is back. Which And it actually is useful. Yes, it is. All right. I'm going to take a deep breath for this one. All the Batman villains appearing in this film. Hold on. Oh, Here boy. we go. Joker, Harley Quinn, Riddler, Scarecrow, Bane, Two-Face, Catwoman, Clayface, Poison Ivy, Mr. Freeze, Penguin, Killer Croc, Man, Bat, Crazy Quilt, Eraser, Polka Dot Man, Mime, Tarantula, King Tut, Orca, Killer Moth, March, Harriet, yeah. Zodiac Master, Gentleman, Ghost, Clock King, Calendar Man, Kite Man, Cat Man, Zebra Man, The Condiment King, Captain Boomerang, The Mutant Leader, Hugo Strange, Red Hood, and... Kabuki twins, the calculator, Dr. Phosphorus, Magpie, and Egghead. <laughs> yep. In a bit of cinematic prescience, 
Zoe Kravitz voices Catwoman here, and she'll play her in the night 2022 film, The Batman. Yep. I find this hard to believe, but this is Michael Sarah's first PG movie. That being <laughs> said, he was a voice in Sausage Party in 2016. but That's that movie not was, PG. It was rated R. No. And Juno was rated PG-13. Ah. So, wow. Trivial. Director Chris McKay described his approach to this film thusly, quote, I was thinking that we were basically taking the Burt Ward Robin and sticking him in the Batmobile with the Zack Snyder Ben Affleck Batman or the Frank Miller Batman and putting these two different energies together. Somebody who's like the grumpiest, dark, grittiest, broodiest Batman with the most positive, indefatigable kid, end quote. Works for me. Mm-hmm. Sequel, afraid not. Oh. McKay was all up for it. Something happened between the release of this film and now. DC is owned by Warner, but the rights to Lego got bought up by Universal, so that idea was pretty much squashed. But what about the story? Batman? Work in a group? He can barely stand his youthful ward, but if he's going to face his entire rogues gallery, this Batman is going to have to find it in himself to stop being such a grouch and become part of a team! Oh, and uh, everyone's made of Lego. The film. Did you see this when it came out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I friggin' loved it. And I'd forgotten all about it. I actually rewatched it I last thought, night. I thought it was hilarious. It is a delight. Yep. It is so much and fun. And it is so clearly made with, with love of Batman. You point out the rogues gallery. It's not just the Batman villains. It's like every cinematic... That Sauron shows up. Godzilla. <laughs> King Kong. I don't Jaws. think it's Godzilla. I think it's the Kraken from Clash of the, the Titans. Kraken, it yes, it arms. is. <laughs> Unbelievable. Lord Voldemort shows up, which is kind of awkward because Alfred is voiced by Ray Fiennes. So they got Eddie Izzard to be Voldemort, <laughs> pretending to be Ray Fiennes. This, oh my God, the voice cast in this too. The people who just show up, most of them have one line. Yeah. You the said Daleks Zoe, are in here. Yep. <laughs> yep. Why the hell not? Yep. The uh, agents from the Matrix. I love the fact that there's one point where after after the hours of being Batman, he's sitting in his Bruce Wayne cave and he's watching Jerry Maguire and laughing. Yep. Um, which references <laughs> to my ears a yep. uh, Patton Oswalt bit. Yep. But, um, yep. It hey. really feels like a little kid playing Batman with his Lego or her Lego. Except some of the humor is remarkably subtle. And some of it is very, you know, you have to pay attention to what's going on. You have to pay attention to the dialogue. I mean, when the Joker is introducing all the villains and he's going, no, they're all real. It's worth a Google. (laughs) I actually think his plot is pretty good yeah. for the Joker. It's like, it's, I'm going to go and get a hold of the Phantom Zone projector, which, let's face it, is a goofy-ass yeah. um, thing from Superman, which is a gun that sends people to this Other interspatial dimension. prison yeah. called the Phantom Zone. But his idea is, I'm going to go over, get sent to the Phantom Zone. I'm going to recruit all the bad guys there, and then because I'm going to have somebody down on this side of things that's got a hold of the Phantom Zone gun, I'm going to have us all brought back and we're going to take over Gotham City, Metropolis, the world, blah, 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 blah. In the realm of Batman, quite honestly, it makes more sense than a lot of other plots out there. True. Um, And it's also one of Michael Cera's best roles. (laughs) He is really hilarious in there. (laughs) 
Yeah. I love the fact that when they're shooting, they're actually saying pew pew. Pew 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 pew. I still <laughs> like when the uh, SWAT team is up there ready with tasers. Who? Non lethal! Yeah! <laughs> yeah. You do, and Max was saying, you really have to understand and you have to love your subject yeah. to do a parody this good. Good parody, yep. Because it's never making fun only of Batman. It's not just saying, well, Batman's stupid. What a dumb idea. No, it's having fun with Batman. And amazingly enough, it's also kind of touching. Yeah. It's showing that Batman, yes, he is a dark, brooding loner because he's t- afraid of ever getting close to anybody again because he's afraid he'll lose them like he lost his parents. Yeah. So it's kind of sad, but not enough to bring you down. No. But <laughs> enough when, when, when Barbara Gordon shows up to take over for her dad, because that's how politics works. Sure. Uh, <laughs> that he, she's basically like, uh, we really need not to have Batman because um, he hasn't actually caught anybody, and uh, really we should be doing this for ourselves. Yeah, and he's just like beating people up randomly, and you know, he, yeah. there's no oversight. I also do like, you know, he's been doing this for, o- for over 60 years. Well, he has aged phenomenally. <laughs> and also we get in this film, Cause I'm Batman. <laughs> we get a lot of that. I'm Batman. I like that Bruce Wayne is just handing out gold bricks to people, <laughs> <laughs> just because he can. Or um, when he stops at an orphanage, he's throwing bat merch at them. Or he a, shoots a bat merch a, gun. A at gun the that fires bat bucks. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and we also get some other um, cameos in here. Apache Chief is oh, at the JLA Lord. party, yep, as yep. is the Wonder Twins. Yep, yep. Every Martian um, Manhunter, all these obscure characters. Yep. Yeah, I love it when he's talking. He's like, what are you afraid of? Nothing. What Are you afraid of snakes? Uh, okay, snakes. And clowns? Yeah, and snake clowns. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such oh. thing. There is now because you put it in my head. Snake clowns. <laughs> I it's it's a delight. It, it is, is. It does have the energy of a of a kid playing their own game and being so into it that they don't know what time it is. They don't hear their parents calling for dinner. Um, like Max said, there's more to it for us as viewers. The end but it is has... a little weak. The way the solution uh, that's just a little you know okay. You you couldn't think of anything else. Yeah. But that's okay. It doesn't ruin the movie. And it has the Bab signal. <laughs> it does the Bab signal. <laughs> and it shows the power of abs. <laughs> Um, my favorite credit based on Lego construction toys. Wait, not based on Batman as published by DC Comics? No, nope. that's what it said. Um, yeah, th- this is a tribute to Batman. It really is. And it's, it is. It and may not just, be... Yeah, this is fun. It is. It's a lot of fun and it is a loving tribute and it's a... It, it captures a lot of the spirit of Batman that a lot of the other movies don't go near. The whole fear of intimacy the incredible ego he's got yeah the arrogance well the other thing it does that movies have not done since the 60s is it's brought batman back to its core audience it's brought it back to yeah, kids it's for children yep yeah but, but adults will it, absolutely enjoy this yes i it's a kick i i had forgotten the film and i rewatched it and it was like i was laughing my ass off because it was so fun um, but it is not the last word in, in The it Batman. Is, is it, Max? What is the last word in The Batman? The last word would be a movie that came out mere months ago. Ooh. Simply called The Batman. The show. But it's it's going to star somebody really dark and oh, yeah. tall and muscular and Incredibly brooding. powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of... It starts... uh, I'm sorry, what did you say? I can't hear you, Max. Robert Pattinson, okay? 
Wait, Edward sparkly pants? From the twi- uh, uh, Captain Sparkly Pants. Edward from the Twilight Saga. Yep. Oh, how good yeah. can this be? Yeah, yeah. Now, we did have one person who put that. Geneva Brunetti wrote, For real, though, this most recent Batman had me strongly considering our paths. Apparently that's what he's <laughs> called. Uh, I need to rewatch before I answer this question and commit to the, that answer. His darker and more complex portrayal of Bruce Wayne as a character certainly deserves to be in the conversation. Uh, also, you know, as I said, Cheese Boy pointed out that mm. he thought this was a really good uh, presentation of it. The budget for this, $200 million. Cripes. Yeah. The box office, $770 million. Dang. Yeah, considering this is still during a pandemic, not bad. No. This is also, at 175 minutes, this is the longest Batman film to be premiered. And the second longest comic book movie theatrically released right after Avengers Endgame, which is only six minutes longer. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, Robert Pattinson said that while auditioning for the role, he took a selfie in the bat suit as a memento, just in case it didn't work out. (laughs) Uh, Matt Reeves, the director, stated his version of the Riddler was partly inspired by the infamous serial killer Zodiac, who operated in California in the late 60s and, by the way, was never caught. Mm. Colin Farrell who plays the Penguin and you have to be told that it's Colin Farrell yep. stated that he went to Starbucks to try out his prosthetics and makeup for the Penguin for the first time nobody recognized him although he got a lot of stares <laughs> Matt Reeves said about the Batmobile I liked the idea of the car itself as a horror figure making an animalistic appearance to really scare the hell out of the people Batman's pursuing there is absolutely a horror genre aspect to this movie. That is true. We'll talk about it. The Batmobile in this movie is a customized muscle car, which, in, according to the narrative, Bruce built himself. It draws influence from the 1966 Batman, where mm. a Lincoln Futura was modified into the Batmobile. Another influence was the 1970s Batman comics by, by Neil Adams, where the Batmobile was fairly, a fairly normal-looking car that Batman drove for stealth purposes. The working title for this movie was Vengeance! (laughs) We do hear a reference to Commissioner Pete Savage. That's another 1966 reference. More specifically to an episode of the Batman show called Batman and Egg Grows in Gotham. There's a character named Pete Savage who's descended from one of the three families who founded Gotham City. There's a lot more, but you know... I do want to point out, yes, Zoe Kravitz, who plays Catwoman, is the daughter of the musician Lenny Kravitz and the actress Lisa Bonet, who we just dealt with in uh, uh, High Fidelity a few weeks ago. See, our entire episode on High Fidelity. There's a lot else, but we'll cut it short there. Yeah, cut it short. That's this, something we're not doing in this episode. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> You're going to have to edit this on a lot. Um, yeah, you have no idea. This is one of the only Batman franchise entries that does not recap his origin at all. Yay! Yes, yeah. And uh, the thing I, I thought was interesting about this is one of the only ones that really tries to stress Batman's detective skills. Mm, finally. Uh, the, oh, yeah, plot, right. <laughs> this had one of those, I think. Three and a half hours. Yeah, pretty, it's pretty simple. The early days of Batman, trying to stop a dangerous, brilliant psychopath called the Riddler while dealing with the Penguin, a crime boss, and a gorgeous cat burglar. That's it. I'm done. 
So I'm guessing that, like me, when you heard Robert Pattinson was chosen as Batman, your reaction was not entirely unlike when they chose Michael Keaton. Well, when they chose Michael Keaton, my, my reaction was kind of, huh? When they chose Robert Pattinson, my reaction was, no, really, who, who'd they choose? <laughs> I thought they were doing a parody. It's like, I'm, hello, I'm skinny Batman. I'm, I'm very pale. <laughs> Although, I have to say, well, he only goes out at night. He sleeps all day. I guess he would be kind of pale. Yeah. And uh, my apologies to our Pats. He's, he does uh, a good Bats. <laughs> oh. He does a good job. I was surprised, too. Um, this film is too long. It, it needs is. to be edited. It, it needs some editing. That being said... I liked it. Yeah, it had a, it had a very year one feel, which is yep, it's kind of what it is. It's supposed to be, yeah. Um, I mean, they've rebooted Batman. I am a little yeah. tired of starting over with Batman, uh, which is one of the reasons I also like the fact that Nolan pretty much had a period at the end of his sentence. I actually yeah. <laughs> that'd be <laughs> nice. I don't know how much more Batman we need. But I was very pleasantly surprised. I liked that they toned the villains way down. Yeah, they dialed down the drama and they made them menacing. Yeah. The Riddler is friggin' scary in this. Really? I'd and that is, is the first time, I think, in history that I can say that. I have never seen a, a filmed version or a TV version of the Riddler that was scary before this. And I would say that as a villain, not necessarily as the Riddler, but as a villain, this is perhaps the best depiction of intelligent, well, just paired with ability, paired with, you know, motivation. Like, this guy is a Batman-level villain. In fact, it's start. you realize he's actually uh, kind of outclassed as Batman, yeah, which is fine. he beats Batman at every turn. Batman yep, he, doesn't stop any of his plans. Nope. It just sort of philosophically he loses because he's expecting the city to turn to fall on itself and everyone be every man for himself and Batman becomes the savior figure. Yeah. Um he's not my favorite Riddler just because I think he's too good at what he does, and I still adore Frank Gorshin. But he's a great villain in this. Um Batman or Bruce Wayne, I don't know that I care as much about his Bruce Wayne. Um, he's sort of mopey Bruce Wayne, and he's he feels kind very boyish. Evil. Yeah, but yeah. that that works. I like this is sort of early Bruce Wayne, despite the fact you know Robert Pattinson is thirties. Yeah, but he's coming off as as very young, and you know just starting out trying to figure out what he's doing. Yeah. I, I think he I think he does it really well. I think this is an int- a different kind of take on Batman. Very, and yeah. again, the the toned down is is very appreciated. Um, the penguin seems to be called the penguin because he likes to wear a tux. Yeah, perfectly good reason. He doesn't need to be brought up by penguins. <laughs> he doesn't have to <laughs> command his penguin army. No, no. At one point, he has his ankles tied together and he kind of waddles, but that's it. Yeah, that's near the end of the film. Yeah. And uh, spoiler, oops. Well, this is still new. I won't spoil it, but yeah, it, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, um, I thought, and the villains. There, again, there are a bunch, but I don't. I didn't feel crowded. We have John Turturro as Falcone, yep, who is really good. He's so quiet and restrained, and that makes him utterly menacing. Mm-hmm. Zoe Kravitz is great as Catwoman. I like the two 
like sides of her character. I mean, yeah. one of them is, is sort of something is a is a thing she puts on. Mm-hmm. But when we see what she's really up to, I really appreciate her. And she doesn't do the damsel in distress thing. She doesn't always get everything right, but she's dealing with some really freaking scary people. So yeah. Um, no, I liked that take on it. Again, things toned down. It starts. Yes, it feels more realistic and less like a comic book. But you know. Marvel's doing that over there. <laughs> Maybe it's nice to have something for contrast. Batman's a character you can do that with because at the end of the day, he's just a guy. He yes. doesn't have superpowers. He is a guy in a suit. He do, he has some cool, you know, wonderful toys. But he's a guy in a suit standing in front of a girl <laughs> trying to get her to love him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Batman um, Hill. Big problem with this movie, though. If they try to integrate this Batman with something like the Justice League... Oh, Lord, that is not going to work. It is not. And again, this is where I go back to why I like the fact that the Nolan Batman is off by himself. There's nobody else. This Batman's not going to work with other people. And again, there's no there's no implication that there is anybody else. There's no, no. no snide comments about that fellow in Metropolis or whatever. I see what you did there. Snide comments. <laughs> <laughs> you're a card. You're a character. <laughs> I, I just... This is not going to help them build the DC universe, which is what they desperately want. Yeah. And they keep, desperately keep trying to do and desperately doesn't keep happening because, quite honestly, most of the films are, not, in our opinion, not very good. Not terribly. No, I mean, there are no. some, but unfortunately the good ones are the exception, not the rule. They're still trying to deal with the dual nature of the Batman Bruce Wayne character, which I yep. appreciate. Mm-hmm. The Riddler remains interesting, but he doesn't fully overshadow Batman, which is nice. Yep. Neither does the Catwoman. Her presence does... And characters like the Penguin, it's like, it's not, once you figure out he's just a mob boss, he's a horrible person. Yeah. But he's just a mob boss and we don't have to deal with baskets and birds and stuff. Or trick umbrellas or anything. Uh, it's... it it it's We get it. We yeah. don't need an origin story. It's fine. And I'm, I really appreciate that. We also... And it looks like we're gonna... And they're sitting there going, oh, they're going to do it again. They're going to do it. And they don't. They don't give us the freaking origin, which no, is so they don't. nice. That is really refreshing. Man, uh, what do you think? Are we ready to wrap this up? I it's... think we kind of have to. <laughs> I don't think we have a choice. There's a lot more to say about any of these, but I think we need to, to, bring, it, to get, bring it home. The Roundup. So, Max, if you yeah. had to pick a favorite of this group of Batman on film in one form or another... Where would you place your uh, your marker? Oh boy, honestly, I think Batman the Animated Series. And I know that's kind of cheating because it has the advantage of being able to build this stuff over 85 episodes. Mm-hmm. But in terms of a consistent good solid picture of of Batman that you know can even change and show different sides, I think that one works. What cool. about you? What would your what was your where would your money go? Um, I mean, I would definitely put a chunk of money on Batman the Animated Series for the same thing, because it, it rides that balance of comic book and re- and believability that is really hard to do in li- live action, and I'd say in the most part isn't done very well. Yeah. Um, the closest I would say it probably comes are the Nolan films or the Robert Battinson films. <laughs> um, that being said... I still have a very soft spot in my heart for the 1966 Batman uh. because it really reflected the comic of its times. It wasn't trying to be anything more than what it was. And it played it totally straight and it was a gas. Um, the Batman character... The, here's, the, here's one of the things I wanted to cycle back to. The Batman character 
after you get past the whole my parents are dead thing isn't really very interesting. It really, it, he can be pretty dull. Bruce Wayne as a character isn't usually done in that interesting a way. No. And the whole point is, oh, I'm Batman because I saw my parents die when I was a kid and I'm driven to do this. That's a sentence. That's not a character. And it's really hard to keep that character interesting. And most of the times, the movies don't. It's mm. the things around Batman and how he deals with them that are interesting. It's not Batman. And I want to say, in general, none of these series, none of these films, really make Batman Bruce Wayne that interesting. We like the yeah. suit. Yeah, the, the stuff we've talked about yet, that was one of the things I liked about Batman Beyond. I think I said, yeah. the, we only see Bruce Wayne as an old man in that, as Bruce Wayne, and he's a lot more interesting. He's, he's got the lifetime of both regrets and triumphs. He's yeah. both bitter, angry, and satisfied. It, he's a re, it's a really interesting take on him. He's, of course, only a side character. Right. It's all going to be focused on Terry McGinnis, but... Which is fine, because you get to see Terry McGinnis make totally different mistakes as mm -hmm. Batman, and that's actually pretty cool. It's one of those rare occasions where, oh, we're going to take this long-standing thing into the future and do our own take on it, and it actually works, yeah, I think. They don't, one of the things that was good about that is they almost they didn't bring in old villains. No. They made up, except there was one movie made for Batman Beyond, I think it was only one, called The Return of the Joker, which is Really well done. It is also one of the darkest, nastiest takes I've seen. But there is this moment where McGinnis is fighting the Joker, and he he's driving the Joker out of his mind because he, he, he starts making wisecracks. He starts doing jokes. The Joker is, what are you doing? Batman doesn't make jokes. He says, that was, that was the other guy. He, and uh, you got to remember about him, he doesn't have a sense of humor. Mm. I have a sense of humor. I just don't think you're funny. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but and that went over well. Oh, boy, he hates that. So uh, that was one of my favorite interpretations of Bruce Wayne. But it's true. Bruce Wayne is really hard to make interesting because he's not. Yeah. I'm going to say that the later, the Nolan films, the current Robert Pattinson film, reflect a lot of darkness that have been going on in society the last few years. Yeah. Um, a lot of the fear that's been going on. So in that way, they connect in a way that the other films don't. I would say that for connecting directly to its source material, it's a toss-up between 1966 and the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> um, as goofy yep. as it may seem, no, the Le true. Lego Batman movie has a lot of heart, and it really loves its source material. It really does, and it really knows it. The Finish. Well, we've talked about a lot of different versions of the dynamic cape, Nightly Crusader of the Gotham. Uh-huh. But we haven't really talked about the obvious question. Which is, uh, why does he wear pink underwear? I know. That has been driving fans insane for de No, wait a minute. Doesn't he? Oh. Pink underwear? Wait a minute. Where was that shown? Well, there Where's was the canon for that? Well, actually, there was that one episode of the comic where it was the Rainbow Batman. But that's Oh, that's right. Well, and Batman, it's right. He had a pink suit, and Batman is nothing if not thorough, so you know the underwear matched. Of okay, course. that's fair. Yeah. But uh, no, the question I was thinking of, which may be less obvious, is why have there been so many versions of Batman? Why has he been such a valuable property for DC Comics and now for Warner Brothers for over eight decades? Mm. My God. And it's not just that 
He's been around a long time. There are so many superheroes of the 30s and 40s who just disappeared into obscurity. Mm. So, remember the Blue Bolt? Uh, well, actually, I do, but that's because oh, well, I worked at a comic book store. <laughs> yeah. Boy King? No. The Fighting Yank? The Hangman? The Green Llama? I'm not the kidding. The Gay Ghost? I, I beg your pardon? What? The Gay Ghost. That was a real character. Huh. 1941. How Mrs. Muir? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to be fair, I think they actually brought him back as the uh, just a ghost, happy or ghost. Else, but, yeah, there are there were so many comic books. There were so many superheroes, most of which were a ripoff of existing ones. Right. But Batsy has just hung in there. He has been part of the DC Holy Trinity since 1939. You know, there's him, Superman from 1938, and Wonder Woman from 1941, and they have not gone away. No. But, would you say, and I think this is true, but correct me, I think Batman has had more screen treatments than Superman. I mean, there's there was at least one serial. There may there have been two. There was one serial. There were a couple of animated series. There was a TV show, very, very big, very popular mm. show in the 50s. The George Reeves one, yeah. But we pretty much don't get him as a movie until 78. Right. We the, get four the of Donner those. Mm -hmm. And then we get a couple of them afterwards. The big problem, I, I, I can answer a question as why not Superman? Because I think as an image, yeah. as an icon, something you would wear, Superman is more popular than Batman. As a story, as a character, Batman wins. I mean, I just, That's the thing. Why? Well, Superman's Why does boring. he win? <laughs> yeah, well. I can do everything. Oh. Yeah. Well, what's the conflict? Uh, kryptonite. Uh, why don't you just swat it away? Oh, I just did. Ah. <laughs> And um, magic, uh, for some reason, magic. Uh, jeweled kryptonite. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, super pets. I think that's another reason why Superman's not popular is because they're super pets. <laughs> a Batman has Ace, Ace the, the Bat, Bat Hound. Hound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's no Beppo the Super Monkey, but no. Again, is. <laughs> or Streaky or the Streaky, Super Cat. Comet the yeah. Super Horse. I wish I was kidding. Yeah. Yes, all of them. No, all those are kids. real. Every last one. Um. <laughs> Do you have any idea? Well, somewhat. Look at the Holy Trinity, shall we? I mean, I'm not sure. going into Marvel because Marvel, first off, they're much younger. Their first big boy Spider-Man was until mm. 1962. I, Fantastic Four okay. was first. Yes, they were. But he, come on, the Fantastic Four is not as iconic. No. How many kids run around dressed up as Fantastic Four? Well, there was a problem with that, which is why we got Herbie the Robot. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Huh. I'm going to set myself on fire like the Human Torch. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Human Torch. It also is, you know, that's a team. These others are all individuals. It's much easier to play when it's an individual. Right. And, we, we, you know, we can talk about the difference between Marvel and DC, but they just haven't been around as long. These guys have. And well, look, all right, at let's, the three, look at the three of them. Yep. Let's look at the Holy Trinity. Wonder Woman and Superman, they're gods. Let's, we're not kidding. I mean, you want to really get classical literature, they're demigods. They're Hercules. They're sure. Achilles. Sure. They're, they're Hippolyta. They're, they're super beings. Sure. Also, they're born super beings. Right. Batman is just a guy. Yeah. He has no superpowers. He's just smart and rich and driven. It's a much more attainable fantasy. Yeah, he was born rich, but... 
that's not the only way to become rich. In this country, that's sort of part of the American dream, is you can start out poor and end up rich. Mm, yeah. You can't really start out poor and end up Kryptonian. <laughs> well, I'm, technically, I'm sure. on his planet, Superman yeah. was just a guy. I mean, he was, or I'm sorry, he was just a baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He never got but, any further. It's because here gone. in the yellow sun, because yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's magic, but yeah, sure. he's here, he's a god. Right. How, it's harder to empathize with a character who doesn't feel pain. Right. Until he does, and then it goes away again. Yeah, yeah. He can't stub his toe. He never cut himself shaving. Mm. You know, Wonder Woman is a mythological creature, and Batman is a guy. A cranky guy. <laughs> a cranky guy. Also, why do they do what they do? You know, Superman, he fights for truth, justice, and the American way. Because... He does. He's a Wonder good Woman, guy. Wonder Woman wants to... Be tied up and... Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, that's another episode. Wonder Woman's motivation also changes a lot over the years. I, she's Batman, much less clear a character, I think. Yeah, I think so. Batman, the world hurt him. He wants to make the world make sense. It's one of my favorite lines. I think it's from The Dark Knight Returns, the comic book. The world only makes sense if you force it to. <laughs> yeah, uh, interesting timing on that one. Yeah, um, yeah, and I don't disagree. He is very iconic. You can basically detail out the entire character in one sentence. Superman does take a little bit longer, but that being said, he's the Boy Scout. He's something that we would aim for, knowing we could never reach it. Mm. Um, being cranky and rich is something I think we would kind of. <laughs> Here too. Yeah. Um, and, and here's the thing the going out and fighting crime is actually a lot more difficult than I think we ever really realize. I don't know about you. I'm not rich, uh, but if you said, Well, I'm going to go out and fight crime, I don't even know where to look. Yeah. Like, is Batman already figures it? Okay, I listen to the police scanner. Okay, that's cool. Then you'll always show up late, right? Because the that's police the are thing. already going. It's he doesn't get good until he learns how to anticipate where crimes will be, or he knows where to hang out in high crime areas. I don't know how you do that. And no. Also, I don't. I wouldn't be. I don't think I'd ever be comfortable jumping off of buildings holding on to a piece of silly string. Right. I. It's probably the like you say, the reachability of the character. Yeah. Like, we can actually delude ourselves into thinking, hey, I could do that. No, you can't. Yeah. Um, but but it's more reachable than being a super-powered alien. Right. I mean, Tony but, Stark is kind of the same thing, right? Tony Stark's just yeah. a guy in a suit. And I think that one of the things I like most about Tony Stark is that he gets the crap kicked out of him in that suit to the point pretty much in every movie he's in, half of him is showing the suit is blowing off smoke, uh, he's about to crash into something, or he does, and it's obvious that it's like, I, I have my obvious inaccessible focus, and when that's <laughs> taken away from me, I'm screwed, that's a deeper. Um, mm. and, I, and I think I like that more than I like Thor. You know, mm -hmm. Thor's, like you said, a god, you know, an alien, whatever. The it's, Hulk, I mean, yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I remember Stephen King wrote an episode, I think it was an interest, uh, sorry, an introduction to some uh, graphic novel, some Batman graphic novel. He pointed out there tended to be two kinds of fans when you were a kid. The kids who liked Batman and the kids who liked Superman. The kids who liked Superman, they want to be gods. They just, they love, Superman is pure fantasy. Mm. Batman is much more down to earth. He's still, you know, absurd. I mean, 
Look at the damn ears on that costume. Come well, on. And the idea that that costume would strike fear in the hearts of anybody over yeah. five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just you know, inspired by you know a flying mouse. But it is iconic. It, it is, is eye catching. Yep. Um, and that Batman logo. People who've never read a Batman comic or seen an episode of Batman, they know what that emblem is. Yeah. And I guess what they have been doing over the many years that they've been making representations of Batman is they have been finding ways to make it still feel like we could be Batman or that Batman somehow represents us. Superman takes care of us, but he doesn't represent us. He represents an ideal. He's not entirely unlike Star Trek. He's meant to represent something we can aim for. Maybe someday we could get... But also, the threats that he deals with are like, you know, asteroids crashing into Earth or, you know, volcanoes blowing up or alien invasions. Batman fights muggers and murderers. Mostly. mostly and, you know, insane crocodile men and living piles of clay, too. Yes, but... I... Yeah, Batman... He like especially when he's part of the Justice League, he does the other stuff, too. Yeah, the thing yeah. that I do like about Batman in... When he's written properly, and I haven't read a lot of Batman, but when he's written properly, like in JLI, he'll just sort of show up. And he'll be like, maybe he was palling around with Martian Manhunter, right? Who also could kick his buns. Like, actually, I can say ass. They could, Martian <laughs> Manhunter, John Jones could kick his ass. Mm-hmm. No problem. He wouldn't even flinch. And yet somehow Batman still deserves to be there. There is just something inherent yeah. the toughness, the craftiness. When he's actually a detective, the intelligence, yeah. which is... They respect happen. him. Yeah. Get, no one looks down on No one thinks of him as a sidekick. He, yeah. And honestly, he's often the one people are most afraid of. Yeah. Maybe in a way it's because he earned that place at the table. Like mm. when they, I, did, I don't know this. I haven't read... I, I've read the original Justice League comic. I don't remember it. But I can just see them doing it. And it's like, well, of course, Superman and Wonder Woman and, well, the Spectre. <laughs> what are we going to do? Say no? He'll show up anyway. <laughs> oh, the Martian Manator. What about Batman? Oh, yeah, of course, Batman. And then, yeah. like, like, there's not even a question. Just because of what he's able to do achieve just by being the tough piece of gristle he is. So yeah. I guess that's it. Like, that's... Yeah. Why Batman? The, that one other thing, his if he's written well, as you say, that's a really important caveat. Mm. Hit Bruce Wayne is an interesting character. Right. And more often than not, it's not written. Yeah, the anymore. secret identities usually are not. Clark Kent is boring. Diana Prince is boring. Well, and let's face Bruce it. Bruce Wayne can be really boring, but I don't he think also there was can, I don't think there was a single visual movie or TV show we looked at where Bruce Wayne was in any way interesting. Like, I th- I would say they dropped the ball on every representation, partially because I know, look, we know you're here for Batman. I don't know. I think Batman the Animated Series did a decent job with Bruce Wayne. Especially Mask of the Phantasm. And to be fair, did I haven't a great, seen it. Did a really good job with showing the, the conflict and the whole promise to his parents, but saying, I never thought I could be happy. And yeah, I think Bruce Wayne's a lot more interesting in that movie. Let's say that's the best job they've done, but they okay. could easily show Bruce Wayne as being somebody who, behind the scenes, is actually manipulating things monetarily that will help him as Batman. I don't know if we've, I, to be fair, I'm not the biggest Batman mm. um, expert or anything. I'm not even a Batman expert, but in mm. the movies anyway, Bruce Wayne is just there 
to make it points where he's not in the suit. Like there's, there's they don't do anything with him. So that's our look, our yeah. four hour look <laughs> oh, Lord. at Batman that no one is going to listen to. I'll yes, probably this will be our cider cut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Max, we're yeah. going to, uh, we're going to start something new next week. What, uh, but actually, first, before yeah. we get to that, what is our poll question? Uh, to I remind forgot. the poll question, which probably everyone's forgotten by this point because <laughs> it's been so long, yeah. what, is, what was your favorite first-time performance by an actor? A performance where you saw this person for the first time and went, oh, wow, I want to see what this person does next. You can answer that question. Either you can email us at us at maxmikemovies.com. You can go to our website, maxmikemovies.com, and leave a comment. You will, we will post this on, fa- on the Facebook. You can respond there, or you can check for us on the Twitter and you can, of course, as always, listen to us on the podcast app of your choice, or our choice, or the choice of Batman. <laughs> but next week, we start a brand new series, another focus on. We're Ooh. still waiting for you guys to give us some ideas about who, who to do another series on. But this is a focus on Scarlett Johansson. Ooh. Yep, and we're starting with one of her early breakout movies, Ghost World. Ghost World? Why, isn't that... A comic book-based movie, Max? Egad, I do believe you're right. Zap pow. <laughs> Let's wait. I can't wait to see all of the crime fighting next week. <laughs> we'll find out, won't we, old chum? Comic books. This has been a co-production of The Voice of Max and the movie wrench.